0: Hey everybody, it's your favorite reconstructionist Eric Brown and Phil Relly and welcome to episode number seven of the one and only show bringing you tips and tricks to working vehicle collision cases from the best experts in the industry every Wednesday. Today's topic is it's only crazy to talk to your car if your car doesn't talk back. So grab your expert angle coffee mug and settle in. Three, two, one, off we go. Every year, traffic crashes claim the lives of over a million people and account for over $500 billion of injuries around the world. A small select group of people from police, to attorneys, to expert investigators are tasked with getting justice for the victims, protecting the rights of involved parties, and ensuring the story is told accurately and honestly. Unfortunately, we believe that is an impossible task without the right team of experts. If you agree, then keep on listening for actionable tips from leading experts across various industries that you can start taking today to elevate your professional game. If you disagree, then tune in anyway and let us convince you with our ideas. We are Eric Brown and Phil Raleigh and this is Crash Tech, The Expert Angle. Welcome back to the show guys. Crash Tech, The Expert Angle podcast is brought to you by Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. If you have an accident that you need answers for or you think the other side has it wrong, Crash Tech can help. Connect with us at www.crashtechreconstruction.com to submit your case for a free review. Mm. Phil, episode mm. number seven. Yeah. And so I think the title is great because as everybody's driving to work this morning, listening to the podcast,
1: they're going to start talking to their cars, right? Or they're going to wonder how you got out of the white suit that had your arms strapped together. Hush. Hush!
0: <laughs>
1: Who let him out?
0: <laughs> That's me running across the lawn in front of the hospital. Wee! <laughs> uh, no, but you know, it it always shocks me to find out that a lot of people either don't realize that cars are equipped with the technology to record some of the things going on inside the vehicle, aka a black box. All right. And before any of the other experts send me hate mail. I know it's not called a black box. That's why I said, AKA the black box. Okay. Um, And we'll explain a little bit about that here in a second. Right. But a lot of people don't even know that your car is equipped with it, let alone what it can do for you, the importance of it, why we should save it, why we should try and download it. Uh, But then on top of that also, are there some limitations and things like that? So, I think there's also the
1: fear. Yeah, the fear of what's actually going to show up in there. I, yeah. I think when pe- anytime people are, well, we don't want to download it, or, well, we don't want to go after that evidence, or, well, we don't want it, they're trying to hide from something. Yeah. They know. They've had that conversation with their client, mm-hmm. and their client was, well, I'm, you know, it's a 60 mile an hour, so I might have been doing 75. Right. They, they just don't want that. So they're hoping the insurance company settles, the claim on the car title signed over it gets to the crush yard as quickly as possible and the evidence is forever lost yep
0: yeah so let's dive in and talk to you guys about what this is so the cdr system inside of a car right or cdr is just the acronym or the letters abbreviation for crash data retrieval that's all it is super easy all right. Typically the information that we are imaging, all right, because we're not actually downloading because downloading actually means that you're taking something out of. Okay. And you're not actually downloading the information. You're just imaging what's what's stored inside of the airbag control module. In some vehicles, other manufacturers call it a restraint control module. Others call it crash, the crash sensing module. There's engine control. There's all sorts of modules. All right. But the ones that we're specifically after are the ones inside of an airbag control module or restraint control module. Now, if you try and call a dealership or a mechanic shop and ask them if they can download it, they're going to tell you yes. Okay. Almost every shop that I've ever called says, yep, we can download that because we have to be able to diagnose the airbag systems. They typically cannot get the system or the information that we can off of the vehicles. Right. They're going after diagnostic information. We're not going after diagnostic. Right. Exactly. We don't care. Well, I mean, we, we do care about the diagnostic information, but that's not our main purpose of what we're going after. Right. So these systems, just so you guys know, all right, are going to be available in most vehicles out there on the road today because now the federal government has made a mandate that any vehicle sold in the United States has to be equipped with the ability to retrieve this information doesn't mean that it has to be uh, able to be retrieved cheaply or efficiently, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just that it has to be able to be retrieved. <laughs> yeah. so, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit in this episode. Um, but, all right, this system started with GM. So, you know, as much as sometimes I'll throw some shade at some of the vehicle manufacturers, there is one thing I really have to hand to GM. That this, this all started with them, and it started back in, in vehicles from 1994, all right? So if you have a vehicle involved in a crash pre-1994, the chances of having this system in it are going to be extremely, extremely slim. You may find a one-off, but I was actually just on, the, on our site that we look up our vehicles through, and if I go to 93 or earlier, it just says no vehicles available. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that you won't find one because the second I do say that, somebody's going to be like, I found one. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll, I'll say the same thing that most doctors do. I'll just do the cop out. 99.9999% sure. All right. Uh, that It's going to be 1994 and above. All right. So it started out with just GM. So in the early years, you're uh 95, stuff like that. Uh, Buick, Cadillac, Chevy, and Pontiac. That was it. That's all you got. All right. You start moving up into like your 98s and you start actually gaining some other stuff. So now you're still with the GM line, Buick, Cadillac, Chevy, GM, Uzu, Olds, Pontiac, Saturn, Suzuki. All right. Once you get up into the 2000s, all right. Uh, so at 2000, you're still running with just GMs. Um, let's jump up. I think it's what 2003. I think you'll start seeing Ford. Yep. So there's some Fords starting to come 2001, in.
1: 2001, You started seeing Fords. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh
0: one, Oh two, Oh three. Um, you start seeing Ford come into it. Hummers in there, Lexus, Lincoln, Mercury, uh, Toyota are all starting to, to get into it now and jump forward now to 2020. If you get a new vehicle, right. Everybody just keeps adding. So now Acura, Alfa Romeo, Audi, Bentley, BMW, which FY, if you have a Bentley crash, please call me. I would like to take a look at that one. Uh, Cadillac, (laughs) Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Freightliner, uh, GMC, Hondas, Infinities, Maseratis, Mazda, Mercedes, Minis, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Rolls Royce, Smart, Subaru, Teslas, Toyotas, Volkswagen. So as you can see, quite a lot of vehicles are supported. So the couple of vehicles that are still not on this list, though, through the main tool that everybody has, are still going to be your Kias are separate and Hyundai's are a separate kit, and those kits are by rental only. I believe now I don't think you can even buy them.
1: Yeah, I, believe, yeah. I don't
0: think because every time that we've had to image either a Kia or a Hyundai, um, when we've reached out to to the supplier of all these kits, um, they normally just have to have us rent a kit um, that we haven't even been able to buy one. So. Um, Now, on top of that, you can also download semis, but that is a whole different beast. All right, we are just focusing on passenger cars right now um, and the CDR kit uh, and what it can do for your vehicles. So um, if you have a vehicle that is involved in a crash, the first thing that you should do regardless is call your friendly local reconstructionist, Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. Anyway, sorry, shameless plug. Who said that? Anyway. Um, call, your, call your reconstructionist that you work with all the time, okay? And just ask them and say, hey, look, are any of these vehicles supported? That needs to be the first thing that you do because, like Phil said, a lot of the insurance companies
1: are going to do what? Get rid of them. Yeah. look at Settle the claim because, you know, they're – they're not in it to hold on to it. They, you know, they're holding on to it. It's holding up the claim. So somebody's either got to sign off on it, release it somehow or another. They want rid of that car because they got to move on to the next claim. Right. Exactly.
0: And actually, so part of the, the, uh, conference I was just uh, attending here with the Ohio association of uh, justice, they were talking about bad faith claims and how it's actually, you know, the insurance companies have to actually move these claims along. So, you know, the insurance companies are just doing exactly what they're supposed to do now might they know through doing an interview that maybe their client was exceeding the speed limit a little bit. Maybe they know that. And man, that, that information might not be good to come out right now. I'm not accusing them of ever doing that, but I'm saying, could, could there be a possibility of that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so once that car goes to the auction yard, auction yard is going to sell it for scrap. Some scrap yard is going to take it and that car is going to be blown apart as quick as possible. And that information is gone forever,
1: gone forever. Okay. Yeah, I, I've only had one occurrence where I was able to track one down at a, a crushing yard in New York. Yeah. And they like FedExed us the, uh, yep. <laughs> the, they uh, sold me the airbag control module out of it as they're cutting the car into pieces. Yeah. Sold me that airbag control module and, and FedExed it to me. Yep. Yeah.
0: But if you can call your reconstructionist ASAP, I mean, the second somebody's like, Hey, I've had a crash. Okay. You need to be on the phone with your reconstructionist and say, Hey, look, I got a potential new case. Are any of these cars supported? And just tell your reconstructionist the cars. They're going to just tell you yes or no. Yep. Those are supported. No, they're not. Okay. Because even if you don't need a whole reconstruction, right, maybe all you're going to do is just litigate the case based on, on what your client is saying. And that's fine. But that data that's in the car is a relatively inexpensive thing to obtain. I guess, depending on what company you're using, I, I don't, I don't wanna speak for everybody. It might not be, it might be really expensive for some. Might be that $12,000 bill again. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> if you were listening to our last episode. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, for the most part, it's relatively inexpensive. So if you could have unbiased information that's just electronic and stored on the vehicle that you could download and it, and it verifies everything your client's saying, how valuable is that to you as an attorney?
1: I mean it could also be very hurtful but you want to know about that now. Yes. And want to because that may change the scope of what you're looking at.
0: Yeah, so Phil let me ask you this if you're doing a defense case, right? Or a plaintiff's case. I guess it doesn't matter either way, right? And you want to you are like, "Hey, you know what? Let's download this information." And our client says to you, "Oh man, I don't know. I think our guy, I, man, I I just, I don't know that I want to know what's on that module. Okay. If our client doesn't want to know what's on that module, what do you think the insurance company definitely wants to know
1: what's on that module? Mm -hmm. Like they're going to know they're not stupid. Especially a big policy limit case that makes, that may make the difference. Yeah.
0: So at some point that information is going to come out because at some point discovery is going to get filed. Right? Because if everybody's doing their jobs, both on the defense side and the plaintiff's side, right, we're going to get spoliation letters sent out and everything else. Right? So that car, as long as everybody's on top of their game, that car's not going anywhere.
1: And once discovery starts getting filed, that information is going to come out. Well, think about it, too, on a different, maybe a different angle. So Eric crashes his, his vehicle and calls. I promise I'm a good driver. I rode with him, <laughs> folks. Um, Eric crashes his vehicle, and regardless of fault here, um, contacts an attorney, crashes it on Friday, contacts an attorney on Monday, files his claim with his insurance company Friday night, what have you. And they get they, that attorney contacts reconstruction company they've used, um, but they make the decision not to... Uh, we're not. We're not going to go after that data. We, we're just not going. We're not going to image that. We don't want to image. We don't want to image Mr. Brown's truck. At some point down the road, the reconstructionist or engineer, whichever the case may be, is going to be sitting in some form or fashion answering questions to somebody. Who's going to probably ask the question, you know, were you contacted regarding this case for reconstruction? Yes, I was. When were you contacted on this date? When did the crash occur on this date? So just a few days after you were contacted. Yeah. Is that vehicle supported? In other words, is the black box able to be imaged? Yep. Did you image it? Nope. Why? Yep. It, it, it's tactics, you know, just as well as I do. I mean, I'm not, you know, not revealing any, secrets all these attorneys know it's all about tactics
0: yeah and look at the last couple cases we've done actually Mm -hmm. in the last couple cases we've done we've had the other side not download the car and the car was not kept it was it was sent to scrap yards and scrapped and gone forever right so when you go into court think about like just picture this in your mind as an attorney right being able to kind of go down this line of questioning okay in the courtroom in front of a jury. Imagine them hearing this, right? So you're standing there in the courtroom. I was going to say, close your eyes and picture this. But if you all are driving, listening to this podcast, <laughs> that could be right. imaging your car. Yeah. If you're driving, <laughs> don't close your eyes. <laughs> Just imagine nope. this. Bad idea. But, but, you know, so you're sitting there and, and, and so you get to go down that line of questioning. Exactly like Phil said, you know. So, Mr. Brown, uh, was that vehicle... That, that, you know, the defendant was driving. Was that supported and, be, and able to be downloaded? Yes, sir, it was. Did you make the request to download it? Uh, yes, sir, I did. Okay. And what was the result of that request? Uh, they stated that the uh, vehicle was gone and, and no longer able to uh, be recovered. Okay. Did they make an effort to download it? No, they didn't. So there was there was evidence of the crash that, that could have provided a totally unbiased observation as to what happened an unbiased record there was that evidence inside that vehicle and they made no attempt to even obtain it preserve it or download it is that what you're telling me yes sir that's exactly what i'm telling you like think about that to a jury Mm -hmm. and so if you're the one not downloading cars Guess what's going to come from the de- from the defense? How damaging would that be to your case? Could you imagine your expert that you've just spent thousands and thousands of dollars on sitting on the stand and the defense going down that exact line of questioning with your expert? Imagine that. Holy crap. Right. And so that's why I stress this. And so what's in this module that makes it so important? Phil, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we've got what Uh, some of these modules and and they do differ. So don't Mm -hmm. quote me on this. And this is not
1: expected from every module. It's not an inclusive list in any way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, it's not inclusive. And, you know, and, and at the same time, too, some modules don't record. There's there's different types of events. Some of them, some crashes don't even trigger the, the module to record. And unfortunately you don't know until you plug into it. Right. Okay. But if it gets a good recording, it can include things like the vehicle speed for five to eight seconds prior to a crash, the acceleration of the vehicle where the brakes on or off. Brake uh, switch. R- yeah. brake was the brake switch on or off. Mm. Um, RPM. RPMs. Some of the newer cars are showing the steering wheel angle. So we can actually see, was the car swerving? Was it turning? Was it maneuvering? We can see all that stuff. Um, It's going to show you the Delta V, which one, if your expert is calculating speed, he can use that Delta V to verify his calculated Delta V, which is great. Okay. But also, as a lot of you know, the Delta V is one of the things that we do consider when we're looking at the the potential for injury. Okay. So it can give us a lot of this information. And so
1: another basic stuff about the vehicle in and of itself, before it even got to the the point of mm-hmm. recording the event, assuming that the event that it recorded or documented or locked is the event that you're investigating. I mean, things about the, the condition of, you know, ignition cycles, ignition at, at, at locked event, ignition cycles at download. Um, you know, and that's, that's really important. I mean, it's yeah. good information. Seatbelt position. Um, yeah. Seat, position. Was, seat, position, uh, seat position. Seat position and seatbelt status. And, and, and also um, some of them are giving your, you your diagnostic s- codes. Your seat, you know, was your seat occupied? Was the passenger seat occupied or unoccupied? That mm-hmm. may make a difference depending on what kind of a case you have. Yeah. Or think about, think about some of the hit skip cases that we
0: have, right? A lot of them now tell you the seat position. And so we've seen this where your client might be a female, right? And she's, you know, whatever, five foot one. And we download that car and it shows the seat is in the extreme rear position. And when we get in there and we put that seat in that position and we measure it, there's no way a five foot one female could even reach the pedals. Or even if
1: you get an a, you get a case a where boyfriend <laughs> a, a who was driving case and you download it and it says the passenger seat the you know the right front passenger seat was unoccupied enough. in other words there wasn't enough weight being pushed onto that seat bottom to register that someone was sitting there but yet the seat belt is showing you know fastened yeah or buckled that 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 will tell you quite a bit of information that's interesting yeah so is this yep. a, is this a car where they just they, they buckle the seatbelt so that they don't have to listen to the dinging go down the road, but they don't wear the seatbelt. So now you might be, that might be something you're taking into consideration when it comes to injuries. I mean, it, it, it helps a lot. I mean, first you have to obviously establish that the data that you've imaged is relevant or is yeah. the data from the event your hat that you're looking at. I mean, that's well, and,
0: mm. and so that's exactly what I kind of wanted to talk to uh, or the point I wanted to talk about next, right? Is, is make sure that, you know, one, that you have the data collected. But then the data has to be analyzed and it has to be analyzed with somebody that not only has some experience doing this and and some training or vice versa, not only has some training, but also has experience downloading this data and looking at these reports. Because, you know, a, a lot of times the event is not from the crash so that's one thing that, that your investigator has to be able to determine is, is the event that we're actually looking at that was recorded. Is it from the crash that we're here about today? He has to be able to determine that. And also, you know, to look at it and say, okay, does the data, does it pass the reasonable test or not? Because, you know, a, a lot of the speeds on the, on the vehicle speeds just come from voltage into the vehicle, right? And so we've seen this where you have a voltage spike because of the crash, so it's a power surge through the vehicle, and we've seen it where it's recorded, what, 2,000 miles an hour, mm-hmm. 600 miles an hour, things like that. And you're like, okay, there's no way, right? And, and yeah. so that kind of brings me up. My next point, too, is make sure that the, the, the information that you're looking at is accurate because, Phil, can computers ever have a problem or malfunction?
1: You're seriously asking me that question. (laughs) (laughs) Now, take,
0: yeah. And so, think about this, right? Just as as an attorney, I guarantee you guys spend enough time on your computers. This at some point, your computer has malfunctioned, right? And, And so, now, yeah, leave your computer in a car for 15 years with all the temperature changes, the heat, the cold, all of that, okay? Leave all of those sensors in there and everything else. The constant vibration inside of a vehicle, all that. Is there a potential that there could be corrupt data on there? Yeah, definitely.
1: The other thing too is, and I'm not trying to imply that this was the message that was being sent, but I want to make sure I get it out there. The CDR, EDR, ACM data is not the investigation. Correct. Correct. It's a val—it's—it's it's a validation tool of your expert's own investigation. In other words, if your—if your expert has went out and, and did everything else, they—they they worked from their scale drawing and they and they did their momentum. If they ch- did the momentum and energy, whatever they did, speed or what have you, and they come up with their final numbers, it's a means of validating their work. So if they're calculating, let's say, a sixty mile an hour. Um, speed at the onset of braking or onset of, of evidence of braking, and then you pull the you know you you bring your report from the from the airbag control module into the play and you look at it and it 's got numbers that are way 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 substantially different and in no way shape or form line up with your collision event. That should be the sign right there that either the the the, the mathematical analysis something went wrong or the data is not not for this event yeah because not and, every acm and, is going to give you ignition cycle so it, you know mm-hmm. if you have ignition cycle at deployment event or non-deployment event ignition cycle at download and they're relatively close it's probably the event you're looking at but if it's not there there's a good possibility it's not yeah and so, actually um, i was
0: going to ask you that so because I, i've had it and i i'm 99.99 percent sure you've called me about this specific problem, so, so I think you've had it too, is have you ever calculated a speed, then you open the CDR file, and the speeds are different?
1: I've had that, and I've also had the, the other side, not necessarily an expert per se, present me a, a, uh, a PDF document from an airbag control module that was imaged and said, this individual was, was, was speeding it. You know, right before the crash. Based on what? Yeah. Well, I imaged the airbag module. Congratulations. Right. You gave me, you gave me a PDF document that is not validated. Right. Do your
0: work. Yeah. And that's it because if you calculate a speed and you have a CDR speed and they're different,
1: which one do you trust? Which one would I trust? Yeah. I'm probably going to trust. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and review, you know, if I have differences, if there's substantial differences. Right. But, but you've reviewed them and they constantly is working out the same. Which one do you trust?
0: I'm trusting my hand. So do I all day. I'll use my math all day long over that CDR because I'm telling you, the CDR has the potential to be wrong. And and here's the other thing too. And this is a very easily explained thing. And I'm going to give you guys a secret right now. So if you have followed this whole podcast today, you're going to get a little secret that you can implement today, tomorrow, whenever, if you're, if you are questioning another expert about their CDR data. Okay. Okay. Here you go. How often does the CDR data or how, how often does the CDR tool get updated? The software. Easily. Four times every six months. Probably. I bet
1: six, six to eight times a year. Easily. It gets updated. Right. Why is it updated? It's not just adding new vehicles necessarily. Exactly. Glitches what's, what's in? It's a computer. Yes. Exactly, it's imaging What's, another computer.
0: Yep. And so that's the question that you have to ask, right? That has to be the follow-up question. So you ask them that. How often does a CDR software get updated? Well, a couple times a year. Okay. What's the purpose for a software update? And they're going to try and play that off. And they're going to say just that, right? They're going to say, oh, just to add vehicles. Is that the only thing it did? Are you sure? As the expert, you're sitting here today. You're telling me you're 100% positive that if I pull the data from every single software update, the only thing it's going to show is that vehicles were added, right? There's not an expert yeah. in the world that's going to say, yep, a guarantee, guarantee that's all it is, right? What because I guarantee in one of those, you're going to see one that says fixed bug for blah, 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 okay? So if it's being updated six to eight times a year to fix bugs and errors, that's telling you the system isn't perfect, right? Right. And so how do we know that your case, this one instance,
1: isn't one of those bugs? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you should, your expert should always be doing their investigation, whether they're using, whether they're doing it by hand math, you know, sitting down with their tablet and, and beating up on their calculator, which is exactly what I do. Um, and then I'll validate my calculations, obviously, with a, with a, with a you know, a program. If, uh... um
0: See, for everybody that doesn't have access to the video, you're gonna miss out. I'm gonna show you guys the hottest thing that's ever been on this camera in the podcast right here. Whoop. Yep, that's <laughs> my calculator sitting right here next to the TV monitor. <laughs> and there's Phil's calculator. Yeah, oh man. Fun. It's getting a little it's getting a little steamy up in here. That's a nice calculator, man. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so, I
1: always do I always do it by hand. Um, yes. and then I will double check to make sure I didn't fat finger something against a, you know, a, 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 a program. And yeah. then then I'll bring the, if I've got EDR or ACM data, I'll bring that in and compare that. Yep. Um, but oftentimes uh, too many people image these airbag modules and then that's the answer to all questions. And then the, then the reconstruction or the investigation is brought into or formulated around that data because they trust it. Right. Uh, that's, a, boy, that's a flawed approach. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it reliable? A huge percentage of the time, absolutely yeah. it is. But it has to be validated first. Yeah. And that's it. I'd say, I mean, out of
0: the, the thousands, I mean, thousands and thousands of crashes that you and I have investigated. I mean, I've only come across erroneous data. Man, I could probably count on one handful hand.
1: Handful of times. Yeah. I mean, I mean almost, it is. Almost it is very never. reliable. It is yeah. very reliable. Yep. But But, the expert still has the responsibility, the due diligence of of doing their work first and then validating. They use that CDR or ACM or EDR information to validate not only their their work that they did, but the two complement one another. So if you've done your investigation, your reconstruction, maybe two or three different approaches, and you keep coming up with the same roundabout numbers – and that lines up very closely to your EDR data. You can mm-hmm. very confidently say that these are, you know, yeah, th- th- that this is what it is.
0: Yeah. And that's just that's exactly it. The CDR data should be used to complement the investigation, not an investigation to support the CDR data. Right. OK, so make sure you're watching that. And like I said, you know, what we've given you today is, is not, you know, if, if a proper investigation was done and the CDR data is, is complementing that. You probably don't want to go down that line of questioning that I just shared with you, but you do want to go down that line. If you are sitting across from an expert that all they did was downloaded that data, gave it to the insurance company, gave it to the defense, gave it to another attorney, whoever, right. All they did was do that download and they just drew all their conclusions from that go on the attack because there's nothing that they can say to back that data up. Nothing. Right. So that's actually going to wrap this episode up, man. The time
1: flew wow, cool today. By, yeah. yeah.
0: So final thoughts on is, so
1: much, And there's so much more. You know, final thoughts for me. I mean, that's a bird's eye view or reader's digest version of, you know, airbag control module. There's so much more that goes into it um, and, 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 you know, the validity of them and the trustworthiness and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, they are very reliable. They are very trustworthy. I encourage you, go after them don't be afraid of, of, of going after it. You know um, it, it's good information to have. And, and if that changes the, the the course of your approach, okay, fine. You're going to change it anyway, because I guarantee the other side, that they, they, they may force you to change your approach as a result of, huh? Ah, we have it. Why don't you, you know? Yeah. Yep, yeah, right? exactly.
0: So yeah. Final thoughts for me. I'm going to say, just reiterate exactly the same sentence that I just put out there to you guys just a a minute ago, right, is that the CDR data is there to support and complement the investigation. An investigation should never be tailored around the CDR data. So make sure that it is done properly every time and make sure that you're getting this data or at least seeing if the vehicles are downloadable so you can at least send out a spoliation letter and save the vehicles if you're not going to file right away. Make sure that we're holding on to those vehicles. Well, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for the day. As always, jump over to Facebook and make sure you follow and join Crash Tech, the expert angle group. Also, if you want to leave us feedback, have an idea for a show, or would like to be on a future show, head over to Crash Tech, expert and click the link on the right that says contact the show. The form will come up Put anything that you want right in there. If you want more information on expert consulting services or training, visit us online at www.crashtechreconstruction.com. And finally, if you're a PI attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Facebook group. Or if you're a defense attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Defense facebook group neither site contains any ads or spam it's just a private community that brings experts from all different areas together with attorneys to collaborate or ask questions so again guys thanks for tuning in and remember always leave your accident victims better off than you found them because at the end of the day everything we're doing is for them